Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. This week on Blitz Bills, come on, is Josh Allen really the sixth worst quarterback in the NFL? Plus, our barkeep is back to talk tight ends and which Bills draft picks will kill it this year. So sit back and crack a cold one. It's time to get Blitz. Welcome to Blitzed, where we talk NFL and rate popular drinks at the same time. Rookie minicamp has just ended and OTAs are days away as the <laughs> NFL prepares for its 100th season, which is as good a time as any to announce the start of our third hey! season here at hey! We did it. We did it. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought two years ago when we started this thing that today we'd have tens of listeners across the nation? <laughs> tens. I mean, tens. it just goes to show you, folks, alcohol really does give you delusions of grandeur. It certainly does. And now, let's introduce our hosts. <laughs> Introducing tonight's starting lineups. The coach. Seriously, I did not know about this. This is so awesome. The sub. Stop staring at me. You're making this weird. And stats. I'm just the stats guy. I have no idea. (laughs) That's kind of my thing. That's That's kind of my thing. Tonight marks our third season on the air. We told our Blitz barkeep to make us something special, but he was so busy, he just sent me an email that read, drink beer. Oh. And I got to be honest, guys, this may be the best drink he's ever made for us. It's pretty tasty. It's not not May. It it is the best It really is. Good for him. Note to barkeep. Take it easy yeah. every once in a while, hey, you know? Less, less, you're working too hard. Yeah. <laughs> less is more, baby. Less is more. <laughs> Mailman. Mailman. And he may not have time to make us a drink, but he's always got time to talk about the bills. So let's welcome our Blitz Barkeep. <laughs> hey, Barkeep, how's it going? Hello. What's going on, guys? How you been? Uh, Real good. Yeah, drunk. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> So let us ask you, so uh, despite the ballsy move to make the switch from offensive tackle to tight end, former Bengals tackle Jake Fisher was cut by the Bills this week. So was this a smart move considering Fisher was a dual threat and the Bills need some tight end help? I'm not going to say I'm going to say the jury's out right now. Um, I don't think that it's going to hurt us in any way, shape or form. Cutting a guy that moved from tackle to tight end. He probably could have brought something to the table, like you said, as a dual threat. He's a good blocker. He could probably get down the field and catch the ball. But we drafted Dawson Knox out Mm -hmm. of Ole Miss, and Mm -hmm. the team is extremely high on him. He flew under the radar, believe it or not. He actually scored zero touchdowns in college, but he knows how to extend the field. He's got amazing hands to catch the ball, and I think it's going to be a perfect target for Josh Allen because he can actually run down the field and get a little bit farther down. He's quicker than Jake Fisher is going to be, Um, and I think that our team is going to be good with blocking on the line there. We just picked up Lee Smith again. We signed him to a multi-year contract. He's considered one of the top blocking tight ends in the league, you know, underrated as well. 
I think that what the Bills are going to be doing now is possibly moving into more of a two tight end set where you have blockers and pass catchers on the line. And I think that we've, you know, secured that position pretty well with free agency in the draft. And you got to get a guy that can catch for, for Allen. That, those short little outs or whatever else for the tight ends do, that's such a good thing for quarterbacks. Yeah, we, so. we picked you, up a bunch of other targets for Allen, too. It's like we got Cole Be- uh, Beasley from uh, yep. Dallas. So he's a nice slot receiver, so a safety blanket there. You got John Brown who's going to extend the field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the guy that we drafted, Dawson Knox, I'm I'm one of those people that's extremely high on him. Um, they had him ranked in the second round, and we actually got back into the third round to get him. Nice. Um, I think he was going to be going shortly thereafter, but he's a guy that just he can he's a burner. He can catch the ball. Um, he's a football player. He's somebody that blue collar like Buffalo wants, and they were extremely high on him. So I think once we drafted him and we were able to get him, and then we brought in somebody like Lee Smith, I think Jake Fisher became expendable. I mean, it's I, I don't see any big loss with that. It's honestly, I think I heard from you guys that we released him. So mm. wow. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so Barkeep, SI.com just came out with its QB rankings, and despite being the most exciting quarterback in the AFC East, Josh Allen was ranked 26th in the NFL, oh. just behind Mitch Trubisky and ahead of Joe Flacco. My question wow. is, Jesus. what are the national media not seeing when it comes to Josh Allen? Well, it's funny because I actually had the uh, – I was fortunate enough to talk to Josh Allen's junior college offensive coordinator. And when we spoke, he said one of the biggest problems with Josh is that he – a lot of people uh, put him down for his lack of completion percentage. And if you actually think about it, he throws the ball so effing hard that the receivers are actually not used to catching the ball that hard. I know they're multi-million dollar receivers and they should be able to catch the ball if it's thrown to them. But when you have a guy that – I mean, I'm just going to put this out there, Dak Prescott, for instance. He doesn't, he doesn't zing the ball like a Josh Allen. He's not, he's not a gunslinger. But what the OC that I was talking to from Josh Allen's junior college talked about was his completion percentage is actually so skewed because of how fast he throws the ball. He gets it there so quick that the receivers oftentimes aren't ready for the ball and it's, it's dropping off. It's not that his completion percentage is off because he's inaccurate. Sure, he'll have an overthrow here and underthrow there, but if you actually count the number of drops that he's had and put that together with the adjusted completion percentage, he was over 60%. So I think the national media likes to trash Josh Allen just because of that completion percentage, and they all want the accurate quarterback, and they want this and they want that. Josh Allen is known for this big arm that he can throw the ball 75 yards in the air. But I think what we're doing now is we're actually going to be showcasing Josh Allen, the quarterback, a little bit more this year because, like what we talked about, we signed Cole Beasley. We drafted a couple tight ends. Um, we got another kid from Boston College in the seventh round that they're actually really high on. He's a, a, a dual threat, like you said before. But I think the national media really just doesn't see Josh Allen as a full-blown quarterback just yet. But I really think that that's how he likes it. He's going to come in this year and surprise a ton of people. Okay, Barkeep, we're going like to get it. you out of here on this. So across the board, draft experts gave the Bills high grades for the draft. Despite that, which of their top picks do you think might have the biggest challenge adjusting to the NFL? I think Ed Oliver is going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to jump right in. He's going to blast those double teams on the line, and it's going to actually open up our QB pressures a bit more. Um, our defense is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, Cody Ford is a mauler. We had him graded as a first-round pick, and we ended up trying to get back into the first round, but the price was too high from everything that I've heard. So we waited into the second round, and he fortunately fell to us. The Jaguars took Jawan Taylor, and we ended up getting him because we thought the Jaguars were going to take him. 
So we traded back up a couple spots and we ended up getting him. Um, I'll be honest, Devin Singletary, I didn't know a lot about him at first. And I was kind of annoyed because we have a stable of running backs already. We have like 17,000 running backs in our backfield and they're all over the age of 35. Yeah. Um, but the more I read about it, the more I really liked the pick. Um, he scored 66 touchdowns in, in college and he was the NCAA's leading tackle breaker, I yeah. guess you could say. Um, he, he, led the, he led the NCAA in broken tackles. So he never really was hit. He's going to be, he's almost like a miniature Shady McCoy. Um, I just hope that his personality and behavior is a little bit better um, than he likes his kids. So, um, <laughs> wow! Man. Great commentary. Yeah. Heard it here first. Yeah. Heard it here first. <laughs> so, I think honestly, out of our top three rounds, I think the biggest one that's going to have the hardest adjustment is Dawson Knox. I but agree. I think he's going to have the most upside out mm-hmm. of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can learn the game and he can become that security blanket and stretch the field for Josh Allen, he's going to be one of those Travis Kelsey type tight ends. And he's going to be one of the most valuable weapons that Josh Allen has. And he's going to be best friends with them. I mean, there's going to be BFFs. Nice. And that's that's like pretty that. much the biggest thing. Yeah. But we... he's so raw, you know, yeah. in the tight end position. He's raw with everything. I think he needs to learn the position and get the speed of the NFL. Yeah. And I think once that happens, he's one of those under the radar guys that's just going to explode on the scene and just I, be something awesome. Yeah, but I think us. Barkeep with that, that I think that's why this Lee Smith signing is so important. He's now a veteran. He's you know he left the Bills initially. Well, the Bills picked him up from the New England Patriots in 2011, right? Played four seasons, then went to the Raiders. Now he's coming back. He's a locker yeah. room guy. He's a guy that's not going to demand the ball or want the ball. He can block, but he can catch some passes. So having a young rookie to look up, this guy's an established veteran in the NFL, shows how to be a pro's pro, doesn't need the limelight, just do your job, kind of bring your lunch pail. And if he has that as an, as an example going forward, I think that'll help your team a lot too. I think that's going to be a, I, that's a great point. And I think the worst part about that, we were talking about the national media with Josh Allen is, you know, we're still projected at 6.7 wins. And we have the 30th ranked strength of schedule. Like we have one of the easiest schedules in the league. Huh. I know, yeah, we have to play New England bars twice, but <laughs> yep. we also get to play Miami twice. We get to play the New York Jets yeah. twice, and everybody's, yeah. you know, everybody's bowing down to the Jets this year, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if we got four wins off of the Dolphins and the Jets. And then we have a really, really, I don't want to say a cake schedule because it is the Bills and we will do something Buffalo-y um, to mess it up. <laughs> You'll jump off an but RV onto a picnic table. But the national media is giving yeah. us no love. We're, we're one of those teams that's flying under the radar because you nailed it on the head. We brought in some veterans that are going to be those mentors for the younger guys. And especially like the Ed Olivers, we have Star Lodolui. We have yep. Um, yep. Phillips, who's back there for the second year. I'm sure Kyle Williams is going to be around in the locker room to help build him up a little bit. You saw it in the draft. Both Cody Ford and Ed Oliver were amazed and happy and ecstatic to be drafted by Buffalo. They said they wanted to be in Buffalo. Nobody ever said that before. Like they didn't. Yeah, nobody yeah. wanted to be in Buffalo. But now all of a sudden, everybody's starting to want to be there. That defense is going to be scary next mm-hmm. year. What all your and coach I think your... that we did it right this year. Mm-hmm. Your head coach is talking about changing the culture, changing the culture, work hard, blue collar. And, I mean, you I just like had that. your mini camp last week, and they picked four guys up to, to – to go to the big camp, right? And that's just through hard work. He showed the guys who were working hard at that camp, right? So to change the culture, oh, you just get, yeah, lunch pail gang. I, yeah, I really think that they did it right. They have a nice mix of veterans. They have a nice young core. Um, everything is getting younger in Buffalo, but we're talented. And I think six six 6.7 wins is easily achievable. I think we're going to surprise a ton of people and, and make the playoffs this year. And that's not just me being biased as a Bills fan. That's not just you being Buffalo-y. 
Whoa. I hear you. Yeah, I'm not Whoa. buffaloey as a verb. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I was going to answer the question why no, I'm not one, doing no the national media. Sub, shut up. We got to go. <laughs> all right, Barkeep, that's all the time we got for you. My beer's done. You know, you're done. Your recommendation. So that's our bill. That's well, our Blitz Barkeep. back up to the bar and ask for a refill. <laughs> I like it. Yes. If only you were available more. I know. My God. I Brutal. Be, give me... Give me two and a half weeks, and then I will be your personal barkeep once again. We love you, barkeep. Beautiful. Thanks very much. Beautiful. We're gonna we'll, we'll cut you loose to go and absorb your life. Oh man, I don't want to do that yet. I'm having too much fun here. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, buddy. Take care. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. If you'd like the recipe for his latest drink and want to find out what we'll drink on our next show, just visit blitzfootball.com and check out our Blitz Barkeep's blog, which is called Coach. Behind the sticks. Jesus. <laughs> I almost lost it. You're amazing. I almost lost it. Let's move on. <laughs> Second down. In XFL news, Tim Tebow was approached recently by XFL commissioner Oliver Luck to gauge his interest in playing quarterback next season. Apparently, Tebow <laughs> rebuffed him, telling Luck that he was committed to baseball, where he's currently batting a whopping 130 for the AAA Syracuse Mets. What movie... <laughs> Do you think best represents what was going on in Oliver Luck's head when Tebow told him that? Well, I, should I go first? Go for it, buddy. Sub. Hey, hi, welcome. I think <laughs> I think the uh, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that the uh, movie that best represents this is not an entire movie because it's just too ridiculous. Is one scene a defining scene in one of the maybe greatest films ever made? Oh, picture two gentlemen walking down the road near the end of the film. Everything has happened, <clears throat> and a bus full of swimsuit models pull up. Hey guys, we're going on a national bikini tour and we're looking for two oil boys who can grease us up before each competition. You are in luck. There's a town about three miles that way. I'm sure you'll find a couple guys there. And they, in a moment of complete... Utter well, normalcy for them. Well, idiocy. For yeah. them. idiocy. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> yeah, that, true. I'm going to go dumb and dumber. This is the scene to me, quintessential scene of the movie, where they turn down the swimsuit models, Hawaiian Tropic swimsuit models, to send them down. There's a town. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ten oh, I know. miles You're in luck. Way. You're in luck. Yeah. Oh, God. And that's what I think. That's how I think <laughs> he feels. The, uh, the commissioner of the XFL asking T uh, Tim Tebow yep. Just that question. That's the only thing I can see because this is, yeah, like you said, Stats. It's a spoon-fed opportunity to go back into a league to play the sport that you've told everyone for the last 10 years that it would listen that you love the most. And, it, and it's tough because ratings-wise, it would have been a boon for the XFL. Oh, of course. And right? if you get some totally. back-end deals or points on that, right. or who knows what is – he would have been probably one of the highest-paid yeah. or the highest-paid player in the league. Absolutely. Presumably. Yeah, and I don't so. know what AAA baseball guys are making – but I like riding a, a lot of money. Yeah, riding a bus to mid like upstate New York, and then like I mean, on you're on yeah, the bus yeah, yeah. for eighty or 182 games or 162 games a year. I don't know. There's so many baseball games. Goddamn, who knows? Thousands. And playing in front of tens of hundreds of people. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather. I know. I think the XFL learned some mistakes from the AAF, and and they'll they'll write the ship. You have the money. You know, a billionaire backing them. So I don't know. I think my movie is Dumb and Dumber, or that scene specifically, XFL. Dumb and Dumber. Works for us. Yeah. Coach, I'm going, dark. I'm going dark in this one. Please. I am. I love Because I just, I just, you know, you see the AAF, and, and it obviously didn't work, and, and we can talk, we, we don't have to talk about why it didn't work, but I, I just look at that and go, well, if Tim Tebow won't come, damn. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, because, I mean, the guy wants to be an athlete. Yeah. Baseball doesn't appear. 
appear like it's going to work. I know baseball players could take a while, but he's really there because of his name. I mean, 130, I mean, that's that's tough. I don't care how how many, uh, how, what's your slugging percentage off of that. I mean, it's still pretty ugly. So, Dude, uh, 130 in AAA means you're going to AA. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah, exactly. Right. So so he's on the wrong path. Yes. Right. So so I, I just think, like, the guy, that, the guy that's going and, and saying, oh, I want Tim T. And he rebuffs you. To me, I don't know if you ever saw the show. It was called The Road, and it was just oh. dark. Wow, like, that and, is and, so and, and good. It, and it, all I can think of was just what's hopeless. Oh, you know what I mean? You're here, and I don't want to get too much into the plot because it's actually pretty. Oh my <laughs> it's god, pretty depressing. That is the saddest movie <laughs> I've ever watched. I was like, there's got to be a but, but something. But, but think about you like you're this guy, and and you've got this this kid, and and again, I won't go too far into it, but it's just like you just feel like oh, I can't, I can't make it. You ain't got to do this to me, man. You ain't got to do me like this. You don't mind doing it to us. I'm begging. I'm begging, please. Papa! It's a good boy, man. I can't stop it. I'm going to leave you just the way you left us. We can't make it. You know what I mean? It just, it just won't work, and it's just so painful. And I'm just like, if, if, if I can't even save this one... What are we gonna do? No, but then and then though, <laughs> this is where this is where I'll agree with you, Coach. The scene where they find the secret I hideout, know, I know, filled with food and hot water and showers heaven, and Wi Fi still and oh, like, fresh everything, and he is the dad so paranoid oh, yeah. of being staying oh, yeah. on the road that they leave because he hears some scratching. I know, at the I know. secret tunnel and, door and, and just absolutely stats. Have you blinded. seen this movie? No. Oh, this part where they're, yeah, it could have sounds ended really they, depressing. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's bad. There is, it, it's bad. I mean, we, we need we only need to shut it down right now. Like it's Shaw, just so bad. Like Shawshank Redemption was like happier movie. Oh yeah. Can I lighten the mood a little bit? <laughs> fucking depressing in here. Like Schindler's List was a happier hey, movie sub, than the sub, road. No, sub. Sorry. Just <laughs> shut up. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ferris Bueller's Day. Oh, yes. love it. Okay. It's a classic movie from the 80s about Dave this Broman. super popular kid from Chicago yeah, who yeah. decides that it's just too nice a day to waste by doing something as lame as going I to know, class right? in high school. Incredible. One of the worst performances of my career, and they never doubted it for a second. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? So he manufactures a series of clever stunts and machinations yep. to fool every adult into thinking that he's deathly ill. You know, all the while, he's out there having the time of his life, going to a Cubs game and eating at upscale restaurants and yeah. ripping around in town in a Ferrari with his girlfriend and his best friend in tow. It's pretty good. And the whole time, <laughs> you're watching this, thinking... I love this guy. <laughs> I mean, he's smart. He's funny. Yeah. Everyone adores Charming. him. And everything always just works out for him. Right? Just like Tim Tebow. Oh. Whoa, but whoa, whoa. Take whoa. it easy. Whoa. Hey, did I cut you off? Wow. Well, well, yeah, you did. Yes, yeah, but you really like, did. Well, you had a shitty movie. Okay. <laughs> but that's not where this ends. Because when I saw this movie, I was blown away by Ferris Bueller. Yeah? In fact, I thought that the actor who plays Ferris, Matthew Broderick, mm -hmm was going to be the next huge yes. Hollywood star. Yes. I mean, this is how iconic and lovable a character Ferris was. And this is what Oliver Luck had to be thinking. Tim Tebow, the person, is just like Ferris Bueller. Ooh. Everyone, let's stop touching your mic. Fuck, subs. Sorry. What the sorry, fuck? Sorry. Unbelievable. Sorry. Tim Tebow, the person, is just like Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Everyone loves him, and everything just is, seems to sure. work out for him. But Tim Tebow, the athlete... Mm. 
he's more like Matthew Broderick. Whoa. A great Whoa. actor played by boneheaded decisions. <laughs> he should have been, like, way better and way bigger than he actually is. He should have been, like, the rom-com king. Thank you. Right? Instead of following up Ferris Bueller the with blockbuster hit after hit, Broderick went on to star in dying quails like Lady Hawk, dying Project quails. X, and the Biloxi Blues, uh. which I suppose were okay. Yeah. But none of them ever came close to the hype of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So Luck had to be thinking. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. <laughs> Matthew, he's not even a guy now in his elder age. No, he is. The producers. Is he? Yeah, the producers no, with Nathan it, Lane. They made the movie with Will Ferrell. Yeah. And then went to Broadway. He's now on the back end producing stuff. Oh, he, as a producer, you yeah, mean? Yeah, no, no, but he's in the movie, The Producers. Oh, and it made I'm a lost. buttload of money, won a lot of Tonys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, he that's what, Sarah Jessica That's what Parker. every actor's after in the movies. The EGOT. Like winning Tonys. The EGOT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So what you're saying is no, but no wasn't he's not that popular. John Hughes' last film? Uh, who cares? Well, he's the director <laughs> no made the guy's famous. He could have been the next Judd Hirsch. Judd? Oh, he could have been the next Judd Hirsch. Is that his name? Who's the guy from... Wow. You're looking at me? I'm like... This is my point exactly. He could have been the next... I don't know who the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a great point. Wow. Breakfast Club I'm just going to dim your mic here because you're making no goddamn sense at all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Third down. The NFL and Buffalo Bills lost a dear friend recently. He was funny, humble, smart, passionate, and he loved his Bills. He was the kind of fan we all strive to be, loyal and dedicated through good times and bad. And he never had a bad word to say about anyone. Ezra, Pancho Bila Castro, you will be missed. Last year, we had the fortune of interviewing Pancho on our episode on Superfans, and he was simply one of the best guests we've ever had. So, we're re-airing that interview to honor one of the great fans and humans we'll ever know. And that's worth shouting about. Viva Los Bills. Poncho, great to have you on Blitz, man. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Much Buffalo love to all the Bills Mafia and everybody in Buffalo, to you guys. Um, thanks for having me on the show, man. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, let's get right down to it. It takes a crazy kind of personality to become an NFL super fan. So what did your parents do wrong? 
<laughs> well, they they didn't drop me for sure. <laughs> Protect the rock. No, uh, uh, well, being the third the third son out of four, um, you know, my dad pretty much gave up. You know, like, hey, man, whatever, you know, choose the team, do, do what you want to do. My my oldest brother, he he got screwed. He's a Cowboys fan, so he had oh, nowhere to go, you know. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. So, in a way, it's a blessing, you know, being the third born, because my dad was like, all right, whatever team you want to choose, you know, go ahead and pick a team. And I said, all right, man, I'm going to choose the Bills. I love the logo. I love the colors. True story, I chose the Bills over the Patriots, to be honest. Well, yes, that's, well why, that's why you're here, Excellent baby. choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't digging the guy in the three-point stance in the 80s, you know. I was like, ah, <laughs> that's right, a little, nice. little weak. Yeah. yeah, so I chose the charging logo and, um, you know, been a fan since about 86, 87. And uh, wow. th- thankfully, you know, my parents didn't drop me and I really screwed up. Cause then, yeah, <laughs> so how did you decide that so, you were going to take your fandom and turn it into super fandom? Uh, I'm originally from El Paso, Texas. And, and that El Paso is in Texas and it is in the U- United States of America. So I am American. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, everybody's be like, wait, that's so close to the border. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of swap meets down there. And I saw a wrestling match there one day and the guy wanted 20 bucks for it. And I was like, there's no way, dude. I'm the, probably the only Bills fan in El Paso. I'm not going to pay you that much for a match. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, I ended up haggling the guy down to like under ten bucks or something, and nice. oh, I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear this mask to the next game I go to, and uh, man, sure enough, you know, it uh, it just blew up. I mean, people were digging the mask and loving it, and uh, uh, I ended up wearing it to the Hall of Fame game, 2008, and it just got more attention. And I was like, man, this is you know, this is this mask is doing a lot of things here, and. I met a lot of Bills fans and took a lot of pictures. And, man, one thing led to another, you know. I bought the mask. I said, man, I got to find me a sombrero to go with this mask. <laughs> found the, yeah, I found the poncho. And before you knew it, man, things were falling off a truck in, in Mexico. And, you know, I'm just, that's you know, just awesome. here I am, Poncho Villa, all dressed up, decked out. And, uh, you know, that, that's how pretty much Poncho started. And so now you've got all this notoriety. So what responsibility do you feel to the team? and the fans to keep them pumped up you know for for the the city and the organization to really open their arms up to me i mean it's it's a it's a huge responsibility to me i mean and and it's something that i something that i knew i had in me before the organization knew i had in me i've always been a bills fan i when i chose them i said this is my team forever i lived through the four super bowls the huge mm-hmm. drought mm-hmm. ups and downs i mean there was no going back i mean mm-hmm. i'm i'm bills bills for life you know, it's it's giving me um, reassurance that I chose the right path, pretty much. And, you know, the support that my family's given me on it, it's reassured them because they've also felt the love that I've gotten from the city and the organization. I've always represented the Bills well. You know, I'm the, I, I run the Bills backers here in Dallas-Fort Worth. They love me. I love them. I treat them like family. Every visiting city I go to for an away game, they all accept me. They... The fans from everywhere just, you know, love the Poncho character, and I and I love them back. I, I take the time, even if I'm late to my seat, I'll take the time to to take every picture and, and uh, visit with every fan. So, and it's, it's sort of, you know, like the organization with the players. You know, they give their time. I mean, 
I sort of feel like I got to give my time back now too as a fan and um that's that's what I I did that's what I do and like I said I feel like I chose the right path now um back in the 80s so tell us Pancho do you think you've ever affected the outcome of a game no. <laughs> <laughs> you can think of that some more. He would have ended the a long time ago. Stevie <laughs> Johnson would have caught that pass in Pittsburgh, or, you know. Uh, That's awesome. No. <laughs> and, and, not, and not every prayer I've ever said has affected the outcome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, um, I will tell you what. I have gained a, a lot of respect from other teams' fans. At cool. games, and wow. I've um, obviously gained a lot of respect from uh, Bills fans at games for, you know, like, hey man, you're you're the only one cheering our whole section type thing, you know. Cool, um, even though we're the game was over at halftime, you're still standing up, you know. But no, to answer your question, I don't think I ever changed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was even I was even praying against Jacksonville this last year, you know, yeah, like, oh sure. my gosh, everyone have three points on the board, like, come on, yeah. here, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I wish I could. Jeez, I'd, I'd rewrite history in a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, sure. so tell us about the NFL draft and how that whole opportunity came up for you. Man, you know, bless the Bills Mafia. Um, when I got diagnosed with cancer in November, they, they really rallied behind me. I knew the draft was going to be in Dallas like early or late September, early October. And I looked at my good buddy, Pinto Ron. I don't know if you all know Pinto Ron. And I said, man, it's in Dallas, it's my hometown. I got to be a part of this thing. Mm-hmm. I got diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. and those mafia decided, hey, it's in Dallas. Let's get Poncho to call a pick. And they started the hashtag Poncho's pick. Right on. Um, it really started picking up. Yeah, it really started picking up in uh, January of this year. And every day, I'm sure you guys saw that, you know, the NFL was getting blasted, Bills. All these PR people with the Bills were constantly being tagged with it. Um, you know, get Poncho on the podium to announce a pick. That that night at the draft, 30 minutes before about the Bills were going to call the pick, um, I asked our inner circle rep if, if it was going to happen. And she said, Poncho, I've got, I've got no word from the NFL, no word from the Bills. Andre Reid and Fred Jackson are oh. both here. Yeah, they're, they're both here. One of them, they're trying to figure out who's going to call it between them two. And so I'm like, all right, you know, hey, that's totally fine with me. I'm front row. I'm with my Bills backers here in Dallas-Fort Worth. I can't ask for anything more. I mean, I'm at the draft, you know, only 50 Bills fans up front. And so when Fred and and, uh, Andre came out, I mean, really, I thought it was not going to happen. Like, there's no way. It It was out of my mind. And then all of a sudden, Fred Jackson blasts my real name and unmasks the luchador from Mexico. Unmasked. <laughs> so no, no, Fred, but you're Rule my boy. Rule one. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I here I'm thinking like, hey, you know, the poncho pick's not going to happen. At least they're acknowledging me, you know, that I'm here. Mm-hmm. I just finished chemotherapy on Wednesday, wow. and I'm here on Thursday, Friday, wow. and Saturday. I wasn't going to let it hold me back and, and stay at home. Wow. I'm here. They're acknowledging me. You know, much, much respect right there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> Poncho joined us on stage. And oh, I'm like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I walked or floated. My girlfriend <laughs> me or what? Or, 
Wow. You know, oh, wow. all of a sudden I'm walking upstairs and I'm on the stage and I turn around and there's about maybe what, 25, 30,000 people just <laughs> looking at me. Wow. And I get handed this jersey and I'm like, wow, I'm up here, man. you know, and I was fine right there. I was fine with that right there. I was like, man, they've acknowledged me. I'm on stage. I'm emotional because of the things they said about me prior going up and, uh, you know, trying to hold it in, be the macho man. And, uh, <laughs> and Fred all of a sudden says, you know, hey, we're going to let you call the pick. Oh, man. And, man, I mean, yeah, I mean, right now I'm getting chills about it. Yeah, still. yeah so am I. And uh, seriously, the, the one thing I was going through in my head is, one, don't screw it up. Be a professional. <laughs> Two, look at the name. Make sure it's not a Tongan or Samoan or something. <laughs> you know, I can't pronounce it. I'm going to botch or something, you know. Manalalahuma. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine the headline, Pancho botches, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be that. Yeah, I, that would have broke the internet, right? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I just, you know, I want to represent the Bills and, I always thought about it, you know, from January to then, if I ever got called, I'm going to be professional about it. I'm not going to start speaking some crazy Spanish, you know, mm -hmm. stuff and mm -hmm. going crazy. And I said, no, you're going to just do your job, get up there and announce the pick. Oh, man. You know, that's what I did. And uh, I did revise the card, though. The, the actual draft card says the Buffalo Bills. And I wanted to say our Buffalo Dude, Bills. Dude, I noticed I that. Awesome. Part of the team. I yeah. noticed that. I was going to yeah, give you props awesome. for saying that. That was that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I want to get Del Reed to do like a 26 shirt that says our Buffalo Bills. Yeah. How cool would that be, right? I like oh, it. Man. And, okay, uh, okay. So, hey, Poncho, let me ask you here. How tempted were you to announce yourself as the third round pick? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. You know, man, pretty close. I wanted to send the, the Jack Pancho Villa. Yeah. Yeah. Put me in, coach. Yeah, cool. yeah. That, that would have broken the internet. Yeah. Too, oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Pancho yeah. drafts himself. <laughs> yeah. Man, that'd be good. Yeah. So now, good. Again, because, you know, I, I, I've seen some of the past drafts. And, you know, some of these fans, you know, they, they take advantage of that yeah. microphone. And yeah. it's sort of sad because I, I'd hate for a fan in the future to lose that yep. opportunity because yep. of another fan. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to be that one guy. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Good for you. Especially Fair representing enough. the Bills. And I said, no, nah, man. You know, like I said, the months before, I was like, if it happens, you got to be professional. Don't botch the name. Be cool, you know. Um, be sure you thank Bills Mafia. Be sure you, you know thank the people that are there and so yeah man trust me i would have loved for the bills to draft <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't i couldn't mess it up I, and i hope my experience expands it from yeah. the nfl's point uh point of view that yeah. they start allowing more not not just super fans any type of fan that you know deserves that recognition for sure um to to be up there and announce it you know i mean it's a third round i i, I give Goodell the first round okay but, you know second <laughs> yeah. third i mean Third's you know, big. hey, let, let the fans be a part of it. Third's if it wasn't huge. for us, you guys wouldn't be around. So, yeah. Hey, Poncho, I got a question for you. It's Cooper. Like, how are you tied to Harrison Phillips from now on? You're going to be watching this guy like a hawk. Like, you you drafted him. I'm guessing <laughs> it was your pick. You picked him. Because <laughs> it wasn't the Bills pick. Yeah. What is he? What is, yeah, it wasn't the Bills yeah, pick. Yeah, you went off the board. I announced him. <laughs> no, um, man. Why'd much. you pick him? What? <laughs> What'd you see? You What'd you see? Yeah. Because the name was easy to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. um, 
Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, much much respect to Mr. Phillips. He uh, he actually reached out to me, oh, I believe, okay. within like 36 hours on my Twitter account. And he private messaged me and said, you know, that I made his experience, his lifetime day experience, you know, even better. And cool. wow. um, I've been in touch with his his family, too. And it was funny. They wanted to take me out to dinner. But I told him, I was like, I don't live in Buffalo. They had no clue. You know? <laughs> wow. I was like, no, I live no, in Dallas. Yeah, uh, I've been in touch with with him and and with his sister, and uh, they've been really nice. Um, you know, he's uh, he's real supportive on my birthday, which was on May thirty first. You know, he gave me a huge shout out. I mean, the Buffalo Bills tweeted that video. I don't know if you all saw that. That's awesome. And um, yeah. you know, he he kept his promise. He said, "Hey, the Bills are sending you a package from me, and you know, hope you get it soon." And, Wow. Sure man. enough, a few days later, you know, a big old box from One Bills Drive, and it had a wow. football and some uh, a cancer hat signed by him, and you wow. know, um, personal note as well. So, oh yeah, that's in my little man cave. Yeah, and, that's um, awesome. So right. you know, it, it's uh, I mean, apparently he's the next Kyle Williams, and I I can't wait to see the guy get on the field. So yeah. I mean, I'm excited. Right to be on there, yeah. Cool, man. All right, Poncho, we'll, we'll get you out on this. So a, a new brewery in Buffalo has come out with a drink called Tom Brady's Tears. If you had to make a drink I for Tom that. Brady, what would what would be in it? Uh, Tom Brady sits when he pees. That's what I would call it. <laughs> That's what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe some kind of like a lemonade type of, um, nice. you know. It, it, interesting fact, I mean, uh, Poncho doesn't drink. I don't. I don't drink. I know oh, that's a okay. weird, interesting fact about yeah, me. Right. <laughs> but I, I, I am a taster. I, I like to taste drinks. Like if someone tells me, "Hey, I've never, have you ever tried this drink?" I'll taste it. Okay. And uh, if I was a drinker, I, I love the the way a white Russian tasted. Oh, um, there you so, go. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So something of that nature of yellow. That way it goes with the name, yeah. and, you know, bam, it'd be a top seller for, yeah, sure. for sure. I like it. That's Tom cool. Brady sits when he pees, <laughs> and it's a nice it's a nice kind of like... Called a yellow it's, Russian. It's a faint It's a faint lemonade. Like, you can barely taste. That faint, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. There you go, man. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Did, did I Sounds just make delicious. the next drink for some bar? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. You made it for our bar. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Poncho, it's been a huge pleasure oh, yeah. having you on oh, Blitz, yeah. dude. Uh, you know what? It's oh, just, man. it's been fantastic talking to you and hear about your stories. And uh, everything we've heard about you is, uh, is true. You're an awesome dude and you represent the Bills in a fantastic mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. man. Seriously, man. Thank you I so much. I appreciate it, man. And thank you guys. And I'll continue to, to represent the Bills till I die, buddies. I, I promise you. And viva los Bills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> viva los Bills. All right. Nice. Take yes. care, Poncho. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Fourth down. The NFL and HBO haven't chosen a team to be on Hard Knocks yet. Who would you want to see and why? It's easy. Oh, coach. Easy. Patriots. 100%. Are you serious? God, yeah. I no, There is no way on earth yeah. I want to see yeah. more of that fuckwad Tom Brady. And no, I, I, I just want to see the uncomfortableness. Really? Because how uncomfortable would that be? Because everyone would have to be like straight laced and and controlled. It would just it would just be contrived. And it, that's why they would never it would they, never no, happen. They, they would never do it because it would ruin the show. Yes, it would end. But just I don't know, I just I just <laughs> never think it, again. <laughs> right? Because there's no way they could be themselves. No, there's no way they could show personality. You know, there's those there's practices just no way. would just be silent. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's all you would watch. All you would hear is the odd oh, I know. tweet. 
I know. The Patriots were on it. No, they Hard weren't. Knocks. No. no, never. No, they would never do it. Never. And I was thinking about like like. Are you thinking about Pete Carroll's Patriots? Because that could have happened. That could have happened. Yeah. Bill Parcells? Parcells. Oh, no, no Parcells would have allowed it. <laughs> yeah, he would allow it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Allow it. No, you're right. You're but right. anyway, I, I, it'll never happen. But I thought if it could ever happen, I thought it would be fascinating. If it was legit. Yeah. If they could actually do it legit, I think it would be fascinating to watch how that organization runs their, their day-to-day. Do you think so? I think it's really boring. I think it's Belichick telling people what to do, and if they don't, I don't know. Jimmy cuts the thing is, I don't know what it is. No, no. Coach it, just wants to see the show end, and he thinks that <laughs> if you go one episode and maybe like eight words are said over the course of an hour, he's like, football's really fucking dull. That'll for sure end Jesus. this show. <laughs> Sub, what do you got? I think the 49ers, especially this year. Mm. Garoppolo coming back. Okay. You got a lot of good draft picks. See what they're going to do. It's a competitive division. I mean, I guess... I mean, the Cardinals, too, could be up there. You got the whole new coach, number one draft pick. I mean, yep. what's Kyler Murray going to do? Um, but I think you see that. I mean, like, it worked well for Cleveland, I guess, when they did it with, you know, with Baker. But it's, it's you know, new coach, new players, new whole new th- system. But, yeah, I think one of those two teams would be what I would go for. The, the question also is, mm. is this good for a team? I mean, the, the, the teams that have done it, I have done, of course, zero background on this. But, I mean, the teams that have done it, have they done good or bad? Uh, well, the, you know the what Ravens, I mean? And, and I think it's, it's, that'd be a huge distraction. What I think it is huge. good for is the players, uh, that you see them and how they work and how they for some of their them. teams. Some of them get picked up after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I who see, was that I defensive see. lineman last year from the Browns that got released and then he st- ended up starting for the Buccaneers all season? I mean, Carl. But no, awesome. but I mean, I think for some of the players, the peripheral guys for sure, right? I think it can be a distraction or... It, it's like, I mean, look at a team. You love these guys. You love the player J.J. Watt. And then they did they did the show, Hard Knocks, and everyone's like, oh, this guy's fake. It was playing up for the camera. He doesn't really help old ladies across the street, blah, blah, blah. Everyone has to have a problem with the guy being nice. So it can be detrimental to your who you are as a person. And then that gives a lot of fodder for other teams you're playing against. You know, uh, give you a hard time about stuff. Found if my, you were a head coach, would you want to be in Hard Knocks? No, absolutely not, because oh, you can't swear right? and yell and be a spaz when you're in you front of the be, camera. Which is a great point, because I'm going to say who my team is. Oh, really? I would like to see the Oakland Raiders. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. hard oh, God. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. First of all, Gruden's a fucking nut job, so it would be awesome. <laughs> and he's great for TV. He is. He's, so he's been know, on TV. Exactly. So he's yeah. totally comfortable with TV yeah. cameras floating around the place. You know he would play up. A they bunch a, of shit going on. Do they have a new on. receiver that's interesting? No, no. I don't know. Efforting, (laughs) looking into that. Stats? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Stats guy. Uh, But I also would love to see behind closed doors what his relationship with Mayock really is. That would be interesting. There's a lot of questions around that. Plus, everyone forgets that they brought in fucking perfect. That would be amazing to watch because that guy's going to rattle up the defense anyway, oh, and he's and probably going to take a shot on some receiver care. during oh, camp. And Gruden doesn't even care. Gruden's like, oh, yeah, we had Romanowski. We might as well bring in perfect. Let's oh, yeah. bring it back old Absolutely. school. See what he's got. Right? Let's see. Break well, someone's arm. Totally. Is, the, is QB Carr, is he the guy? Does, does, he, does he have that projection? Do you see that behind the scenes? I don't oh, know. Plus the fact that you yep. know that every episode of that, Mark Davis is trouncing in there with his fucking dumb and dumber hair. Yeah. <laughs> holding up plans in the new stadium going, I can park my car here, John, and you can park your car. Oh, oh, we haven't left yet. Okay, fine, sorry. I'll just come back later. It would just be brilliant. <laughs> I would playing, love to see yeah, that. We like, we don't give a John? fuck about Oakland <laughs> yeah. anymore. We are moving to Vegas, but let's try not – let's hype Vegas, but not let's let, let's not pay too much homage but to Oakland. Think, and, anyway. I'm not I don't think you're too that far, still but, bugs me. Yeah, but I don't, think you're, I don't think you're too far off. I think Oakland is going to be the team on hard knocks. I mean, everything's pointing to Well, that. their season's, you know, whatever. 
So well, they're not going to win it all. That's what I mean. It's just I like, mean, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, it just makes some hype for them well, for, for their move exactly. to Las Vegas. Yeah. That's exactly right? what it is. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I bet you a couple of the episodes, they'll bet. probably take the team to Vegas oh, to show them what's oh, going on. No. They'll probably practice there a little bit. Show yeah. some construction. Just a, just a nice little yeah. F you to yeah, Oakland. Yeah, yeah. That still pisses me off. I just, yeah. Anyways. Well, it's holding a city hostage, right? I mean. Wow. It, I think it's just a dick move. But that's an iconic city for football. It it It, it is Oakland football. It is that. Like, that's. That's, that's the Raiders. Yeah. Well, yeah. But a part of it, part of, yeah, but it was the like election. The the taxpayers and the tax base in Oakland did not approve well, the new stadium. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I, football, NFL football is the only major sport, too, that like the owners don't have a say or put their own money into building it, right? So, I, so we're relying on the taxpayers. And if they say no, I mean, what are you going to do? Is Mark Davis supposed to pay out of his own pocket and build a no, his own stadium I don't know to stay makes, in Oakland? Who makes the money from it? The city, well, the city, they pay the lease in the city, and then there's other events playing there. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I Oakland's g- a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call. go Oakland's yeah. a good call. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is there an actuary on staff? Like, can we? <laughs> Nice. Let's run the numbers, stats. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Generally speaking, the owners do bear a portion of the cost yeah. of building a new stadium, and they tend to do some public financing to get them in there. But That's after true. it's built. The trade-off is that the owner generally reaps most of the revenue, but they say that the economic benefit of building a stadium and all the ancillary businesses that surround the whole thing. And this they want to keep get, it. There. This is getting way too this is fucking boring. serious. It's for boring. God's sake. Jesus, you're boring. Right? Yeah, I'm you're boring. We're all boring. You're boring. You're boring. You're boring. You know what? Sub. You bring out the boring in me. I gotta be honest. Thank you. Have a beer. (laughs) That puts a wrap on this episode. Big thanks to the Blitz Barkeep for coming on to talk about the Bills draft class and for his insight into Josh Allen's progress. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next time on Blitz.